Hello and welcome back to West Bank Bible Church. Dave and Pastor Merritt with you again. Today we'll be on Lesson 17, as well as we're going to start the very first part of Lesson 18 on Dispensations. And if you're going to follow along the outline, we're going to be, uh, we're not going to redo all the review that they had up there. We're going to be on the top of page three, near the top, in Daniel chapter eight. But before we begin, as is our custom, let's remember 1 John 1, 9, as may or may not be necessary. Pastor Merritt. Father, we're grateful that uh, John has given us the some real meat. Meat because it's how we're taught. We name our sin back to you and the Holy Spirit will teach us. It's that simple. Good old First John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and interestingly enough, and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Last week, uh, we looked at chapter 2 and chapter 7 uh, concerning the Daniel interpreting the visions uh, or the dreams of Belshazzar. And today, like I said, we'll be near the top of page 3 looking at chapter 8. And that'll be Daniel chapter 8 verses 1 through 27. Here we go. In the third year of King Belshazzar's reign, I, Daniel, had a vision after the one that had already appeared to me. In my vision, I saw myself in the citadel of Susa in the province of Elam. In the vision, I was beside the Ulai Canal. I looked up, and there before me was a ram with two horns standing beside the canal, and the horns were long. One of the horns was longer than the other, but grew up later. I watched the ram as he charged toward the west and the north and the south. No animal could stand against him, and none could recuse a rescue from his power, and he did as he pleased and became great. As I was thinking about this, Suddenly a goat with a prominent horn between his eyes came from the west, crossing the whole earth without touching the ground. He came toward the two-horned ram I had seen standing beside the canal and charged at him in great rage. I saw him attack the ram furiously, striking the ram and shattering his two horns. The ram was powerless to stand against him. The goat knocked him to the ground and trampled on him and none could rescue the ram from his power. The goat became very great. But at the height of his power, his large horn was broken off, and in his place four prominent horns, Cassander, Lymachus, Lysimachus, Lysimachus. That's a handle right there. Yeah, uh, Ptolemy. And that's your boy Ptolemy and Solution. What he said grew up toward the four winds of heaven. Out of one of them came another horn. Antichos, Antichus, Antiochus, Antiochus, Epiphanes. Him 
a type of Antichrist, which started small but grew in power to the south and to the east and toward the beautiful land. It grew until it reached the host of the heavens, and it threw some of the starry hosts down to this earth and trampled on them. It set itself up to be as great as the prince of the host. It took away the daily sacrifice with him, and the place of his sanctuary was brought low. Because of rebellion, the host of the saints and the daily sacrifice were given over to it. It prospered in everything it did, and truth was thrown to the ground. Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to him, How long will it take for the vision to be fulfilled, the vision concerning the daily sacrifice, the rebellion that causes desolation, and the surrender of the sanctuary and of the host that will be trampled underfoot? He said to me, It will take twenty-three hundred evenings and mornings. Then the sanctuary will be reconsecrated, the first Shanaka Feast of Lights. While I, Daniel, was watching the vision and trying to understand it, there before me stood one who looked like a man. And I heard a man's voice from the Uli calling, Gabriel, tell this man the meaning of the vision. As he came near the place where I was standing, I was terrified and fell prostrate. Son of man, he said to me, understand that the vision concerns the time of the end. While he was speaking to me, I was in deep sleep, with my face to the ground. Then he touched me and raised me to my feet. He said, I am going to tell you what will happen later in the time of wrath, because the vision concerns the appointed time of the end. The two-horned ram that you saw represents the kings of Media and Persia. The shaggy goat is the king of Greece, and the large horn between his eyes is the first king. The four horns that replace the one that was broken off represent four kingdoms that will emerge from his nation, but will not have the same power. In the latter part of the reign, or their reign, when rebels have become completely wicked, a stern-faced king, a master of intrigue, will arise. He will become very strong, but not by his own power. He will cause astounding devastation and will succeed in whatever he does. He will destroy the mighty men and the holy people. He will cause deceit to prosper, and he will consider himself superior. When they feel secure, he will destroy many and take his stand against the prince of princes. Yet he will be destroyed, but not by human power. The vision of the evenings and mornings that has been given you is true, but seal up the vision, for it concerns the distant future. I, Daniel, was exhausted and lay ill for several days. Then I got up and went about the king's business. I was appalled by the vision. It was beyond understanding. David, that is really interesting because we've seen that happen historically with the Antichrist and the problems that caused the people of Israel. 
Now let's return to our study of Daniel chapter 2. In verse 21 of chapter 2, we find two words, Edom, which is similar to the Greek Kronos, and Zeman, which is similar to Kairos. These are common words used to describe dispensations. By using these words, Daniel reveals his knowledge of dispensations. Dispensations, except for the church age, and cycles of discipline were commonly understood by the Old Testament prophets. In Leviticus chapter 26, we excuse me, we have an extensive dissertation on the cycles of discipline promised for Israel. Right, that's the end of Lesson 17. We're going to go straight into the beginning of Lesson 18 and discuss a little bit about dispensations. David, I think it'd be wise if we went right into Daniel 2.21 and get a better understanding of what was revealed to Daniel about dispensations and, of course, what we know about dispensations one of our keys to understanding Bible doctrine. Daniel 2.21 And he changes the times and the seasons. He removed the kings or he removeth kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know and understand by using these words, Daniel reveals his knowledge of dispensations. Dispensations and cycles of discipline were commonly understood by the Old Testament prophets and certainly by Moses. Let's take a look at one of our four dispensations. Uh, I say four, we've got more than four, but four main dispensation charts. Okay, let's see what we've got here, David, in the way of what I like to call our central dispensation chart. <clears throat> you can see from the top line, we have dispensation number one, which is the Gentile age, from Adam to Avram. And then we have number two, which is the Jewish age, which is Avraham to Christ. And then we have the kingdom age, which is part, really part of the Jewish age. And that's from Christ to the cross. And after that, we have a little old interim age because it's really not an age itself, but it's part and parcel of two ages. We have the kingdom age and the interim age itself. And that leads us into the church age. And it's our view the church age begins at 70 AD and goes on until the rapture of the church. I like to refer to that as the age of grace. And uh, 
has an interesting event called the completion of the canon, the scripture, in 96 A.D. And uh, then, uh, (coughs) excuse me, the church age is terminated by the rapture of the church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When, uh, again, we're called up to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's when the Lord himself shall descend from the heavens with a shout, with the voice of the archangel. And the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be called up together to meet those returning at the rapture. Oh, boy, that'll be fun, boy, David. I'm ready. <laughs> You're flying <laughs> days you talk are over, but not so. And that begins the tribulation period, a period of seven years, which is divided into two three-and-one-half-year parts. Uh, begins with the rapture. And the first three-and-a-half years take place. And then in the middle of the tribulation, the second three-and-a-half years occurs. And uh, again, interestingly, it's a, actually a Jewish age. Uh, we, we leave it church age, which is the Gentile age, and go into the Jewish age. And uh, the tribulation will end with the second advent of the church. Again, when the Lord himself shall determine, it's time. It's time for him to set up perfect environment of a thousand years. And uh, that's when we'll be removed from heaven and Stay in the New Jerusalem and can observe all the events. Be like having a, one of the nice seats in the, at a World Series. Box seats. Yeah. There we go. And it's a thousand years in length. In that age, the millennium of a thousand years will end with the great white throne. And remember, the great white throne is a place for unbelievers only. When the Lord Jesus Christ sets up his his throne of judgment, and they'll all become uh, mouthpieces, if you will. <laughs> they'll be up there exclaiming all the good things they did and justification for going to heaven. But the Lord will say, that's not good enough. And they'll say, why? And he'll say, because you can't do anything good enough to get to heaven. It takes faith alone and Christ alone. And they'll be cast into eternal hell. Well, they'll be with Satan and his demon hordes. And... Uh, will be removed and go to heaven and be with all those who have preceded us in uh, living in mansions of glory. And uh, this dispensation chart is something we refer to quite often 
And but we'll continue. We hadn't we hadn't reviewed it in a while, so I thought it'd be a good place for us to, because we had a short lesson, for us to go through it again. And that's where we're going to stop for this week, and we're going to be on all the rest of chapter or uh, lesson eighteen next week. Which, of course, we want to have you back. We thank you for being here today, Pastor Merritt. You got a prayer for us? Sure enough, Father, we're grateful for the dispensations and how each of us have a place and what a wonderful wonderful time it will be when we shall all see Jesus and sing and shout the victory for I ask these things in his lovely and wonderful name Amen there's anyone out there without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. All you got to do, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. We'll see you next time. So long.